Sorry, welcome to the Commerce Talks podcast, day two in uh, uh, Dubai at the Seamless Conference. And episode number two uh, with an oil company. You're you're working for Enoch. Please introduce yourself. Introduce Enoch. Well, uh, thank you for having me, uh, Alexander. Uh, well, um, I've been with Enoch now for over uh, close to six years, actually. I complete six years in uh, October. Uh, Enoch's happened completely by chance. So I don't know if you've had uh, some time uh, to see. I, w I used to work in the fashion industry back in the day. And previously... Altaya Group, I Altaya see. Altaya Group, yes. It was a fashion retailer. Uh, before that, I was with MetLife and then banking and advertising. So I've had a very interesting uh, journey. And um, Enoch happened by chance is, is what I like to call it. Uh, came on board to... Uh, set up the rewards program for Enoch and uh, the Yes Rewards is what we came up with, launched in 2020. Uh, it's a program that actually um, is the first, uh, first I would say the first uh, customer-centric uh, fuel rewards program uh, in the region. And uh, I mean, the whole concept behind it was the fact that, you know, fuel uh, no more is the cheapest commodity in the Middle East. And, uh, you know, we wanted to ensure that our consumers are engaged with the Enoch brand. Um, we we and, and there's a fixed price, like from the government. There's no pricing competition. Right? Well, they're, they're, um, yeah, I mean, un okay. So I, if you look at pricing, we've got the uh, the Ministry of Energy that actually sets up prices at the beginning of the month, and uh, there is no pricing competition. But there was uh, and there is competition coming in from the likes of Adnoc, the likes of Imarath. You know, back in the day, um, our geographies were fairly set. So you had Adnoc in Abu Dhabi and uh, Enoch in uh, Dubai and Imarat being the federal uh, fueling company. Uh, but now uh, markets are opening up and uh, so is competition. And uh, your customers are only loyal to the ones that they like at the end of the day. And that's, uh, that's the whole concept of it all. Um, loyalty per se started very differently for us. Uh, fuel, if you know, and uh, being a commodity, had very limited margins, and uh, we had to drive consumers from the fuel to the non-fuel business, and that was where uh, that's how I think that's how the whole concept was initially conceptualized. Um, how do we actually take these um, take these guys out of the car and into the convenience store or to the car wash? Because I mean, and there's a huge difference. I don't know, you know, since you're coming from Europe or you've uh, you live in the United States. Uh, you actually pay for your fuel and if you're a cash customer or if you don't have payment on the pump, you pay for your fuel in the convenience store. So uh, the convenience stores in both these markets see natural footfall and traffic where consumers walk in and probably, of course, and once you're in the store, you're probably picking up your morning coffee or your croissant or you know whatever, whatever um, that you need for the day. Uh, but that's not the case over here. And um, the, the percentage of cross-shop was comparatively less. And uh, there had to be that added incentive to get the consumer out of his car in 45 degrees temperature and walk across to the convenience store. And that's where the whole concept came up, saying how do we engage with consumers, uh, give them something uh, more, that extra bit to uh, incentivize them to actually make that walk. For, for the ones that don't know Enoch, like as a um, as a company, can you can can you um, uh, guide us through the numbers a bit? Like, how many gas stations are you running? How many people are working for Enoch? Well, so uh, well, uh, I mean, Enoch is uh, Enoch is the Emirates National Oil Company. That's what Enoch stands for. Which uh, you know, previously uh, was also um, we have uh, the 
called Epco as a brand was an, uh, and then transitioned into Enoch, the Emirates National Oil Company. Today, um, you know, we are um, over about 220 gas stations and growing rapidly in uh, Dubai, uh, Northern Emirates, which is Russell Kema, Fujairah, Sharjah, um, some of the other Emirates that you know, some of your listeners may not uh, may not know because Dubai has been primarily what the world has seen. Uh, and Abu Dhabi now. Well, so uh, uh, Enoch, as a brand, owns a convenience store brand called Zoom. Uh, auto- that, is, that is always connected to the gas station? That is not only, yes, so oh, we're connected to the gas station, but we do have uh, freestanding stores, uh, your uh, freestanding ah. Zoom stores as well. And to add to it, we've got stores inside the metro stations as well. So you've got these Zoom metro stores, which are uh, smaller stores but uh, cater to the metro uh, traffic in Dubai. Uh, and you've got... Is a br- this a, a, that anyway, we haven't talked before, but is a metro really a thing? Is it used by many people? Honestly, it is. You know, and if you're, I'm, when I moved to Dubai, I always wondered how many people actually use the metro. But funnily enough, at the time when I did not have a car, I, I used the metro for close to, what, eight months? And uh, unlike... Many countries, uh, Dubai is metro, I mean, metro is only growing. It's kind of getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I mean, I'm talking about the network of uh, network and the number of stations. But it's a very comfortable metro. I mean, it's air conditioned and it's, uh, and it is like the city. You know, I mean, if you've been to Dubai, and I'm, I'm sure you've been coming here for a while. Fairly comfortable, uh, gets you from A to B pretty quick. And um, yeah, I, it, it's it peak hours, it's hard to get into the train. So yeah, a lot of users. Ah, okay. Okay. Going back to the structure, so 220 uh, gas station and uh, every gas station comes with the Zoom? So, I mean, every gas station does come with a Zoom, but at the same time, we've also got another brand, in-house brand of us called Lotte Pro, which is a car service, oil change, um, you know, ah. tire change. Uh, we've got Pro Wash, which is your car wash. Uh, and how many brand. gas stations do have this kind of uh, brand? Uh, we've got, I think, about a 50, 50 gas stations have got uh, Auto Pro uh, as, a, as a service. And uh, then we've got something very unique to UAE, which is uh, a brand called Tasjil. Um, like, I guess, you know, in the West as well, you've got to see the road, test the roadworthiness of your car. You know, are your tires okay? Is the engine okay? Emitting pollution and so on and so forth. In UAE, you do that every year. You have to do? Or? You have to do it every year. Your car has to be roadworthy, like the German, certified. The German TÜV. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. And uh, so to, to ensure that... Um, you know, your car is roadworthy, doesn't have, uh, you know, bad tires or uh, is not a risk on the road, um, especially, you know, in a, in a city where temperatures can touch 40, 45, 50 degrees. Uh, so we have a brand called Tasjil where we actually partner the RTA, which is the Road Transport Authority of uh, Dubai. Uh, and um, ensure roadworthiness and testing and license uh, license plate issuances and so on and so forth. Mm, okay. So that is, again, a brand owned by uh, the Emirates uh, that, National that, 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 that explains why in Dubai you don't see like any crappy cars uh, on the street. They are look rather decent. Uh, you, you, have to, you have to have your cars maintained. I mean, you would be, uh, there would be fines if you don't and you would not be allowed to take that car down on the road because you'd be a risk to yourself and a hazard to others. Okay. Uh, understanding the structure, like and the uh, the Auto Pro thing, the Zoom shops, uh, the gas station, 
And now uh, I see on your on the on on your um, LinkedIn profile head of loyalty since 2017. So has it has the whole loyalty thing started in 2017 with you? No. So yeah, actually, I I, I was brought on board to build the loyalty program, and we launched at the worst time possible. Uh, we launched November 2020, and uh, so as I think everybody knows, what happened down 2019-2020 were years of the COVID, which impacted all of us severely we well, had well, no cars what, on the what road what did covid mean in car traffic so how much there how was, much less gas was consumed there was i i i will be hard for me to say how how much uh, gas was consumed but honestly speaking there were no cars on the road hmm. at that time there were no cars on the road and i personally i was in panic because uh, we planned to go live uh, that year uh, and as you know you know we had marketing budgets behind it we had put down a lot of uh, time money effort on building the whole program and uh we wondered how this program would launch and uh honestly i was pleasantly surprised i mean it was it was a big launch in november 2020 we actually gave away two cars as uh, a sign up lucky draws and stuff like that and there was a lot of um, excitement along with the nograd and uh yeah the program launched 2020 it's now been what close to three years and uh it's been a very steady growth uh close to a million can, can you explain the program though? what 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 do you promise what is the incentive to sign up for the so, what is it the enoc card the enoc plus so it's it it's called? it's uh, well the enoc program is known as the yes rewards program yes rewards. yes rewards yeah we've got a very positive tagline it simply says say yes to more every day you know we wanted to <laughs> we wanted to keep it positive uh and um so th there's an incentive for customers to sign up. We had a sign-up bonus of 500 points when you actually sign up or downloaded the app. Um, if you wanted to sign up in-store, you could. And it was a very simple, seamless process of literally giving up your mobile number and your name at the POS, and we would trigger you a message to download the app. It's an app-based program. There is no physical card. And in today's day and age, less, I mean, with I don't know how many programs you have and how many cards you have in your wallet, it's easier to get consumers to use an app. Uh, and uh, we've got an incentive, uh, I, I would say a percentage back on fuel. We reward based on a liter, uh, not on money spent. Uh, but we give about 2 to 5% back in the convenience store and uh, about 2 to 3% in the car wash business. And these are our standard on. So as far as I think uh, our you look at the programs in the region, we probably give our consumers back the most. Our standard earn and burn rate is uh, very, very uh, lucrative for consumers to join. But, but but you said that there's it's a low margin business. The uh, the uh, the few the, the few business you're the, you're dependent that the um, rewards people are getting is then spent in the convenience or car wash business where i guess there's higher margins uh compared to fuel so i mean um the or, way or could people spend the rewards for fuel instant earn and burn alex instant earn and burn uh, we've kept it fairly simple so one of the biggest challenges i see with a lot of reward programs is the fact that you add rules and uh, regulations based on the commercials of your business and which i would say restricts consumers from using them and at the end of the day if your consumer is coming back to you saying, yeah, I'm not enjoying this, 
then there's no reason for you to exist. As simple mm-hmm. as that. We don't have any blackouts. We have no restrictions. It's instant earn and burn. You can actually earn for fuel and instantly redeem those points in the gas instant station. Instant earn and um, burn. It's a nice tagline. Yeah, I mean, you can. I will. I will have to I have to write it down. I've. Uh, I. I am collecting yeah. taglines from the podcast. Go. Go on. Go on. Go on. <laughs> so yeah, you can. You can. You can earn points in the gas station and use them in the convenience store, or you could earn points in the convenience store and use them to fill your car. Fill your car. Mm. Uh, the margins are specified and they're kind they kind of uh, vary based on the business which issues those points mm-hmm. but uh, having said that we've got a lot of offers which uh, we give back to our consumers on for example we could double your points if you uh, fuel on a 98 octane versus a 95 or we run a do you have your own performance uh, uh, product I, I, I also already talked with um, let's Zayek, say like a higher octane yeah but because you said I don't know if you like in the European market Shell introduced a product called uh, Shell Ultimate it was higher octane, higher 90, octane. 98 and some additives and then and they charge like 50% more no so we do, we, we do have higher octane so we've got 91 95 98 but the cost of it doesn't vary like it does in Europe. No, we do sell additives separately. But no, as far as the pricing of these three octane uh, versions of fuel, I would say concerned. No, there is of course a price difference between ninety one and a ninety eight octane. Yeah, but it doesn't vary like that. Uh, we would of course like our consumers to have uh, to fill the ninety eight octane because not only is it good for your car, it, act- it honestly gives you a uh, better better thrust. But it's also good for your engine. So you know, there's a bit, a bit of a misconception saying, "Oh, is a ninety? Is there a big difference between a ninety-five and a ninety-eight octane?" Of course, a ninety-eight octane fuel is cleaner and is better. But be- before, before the loyalty program started, which you launched in uh, November 2020, there must have been like a digital, a digital ecosystem in in Enoch, um, um, right? Uh, we can uh, I can I order stuff on the Enoch app, like uh, like in a Bopis model, right? So. Previously, no. Are we going? Are we building that now? Yes. Now, um, the whole concept of the loyalty program at the time was to start collecting customer data because back in the day, you know, again, oil and gas was has been seen as a legacy industry, especially in this region. It is something that existed since I think the Middle East was founded on principles of oil and gas, right? From you know, if you look at Saudi Arabia, you know, UAE or. Kuwait or Qatar or all of these countries, right? When you think Middle East and anywhere else in the world, your first thing in your mind is, you know, oil and gas. But this, let's say, digital revolution or change or realization that we need to kind of, you know, change, I would say has come second to the retail environment and the government of the buy changing as well. You know, that's when we realized the fact that, we you know, we needed to adapt to that change. Our consumers had started to adapt to that change, right? Uh, I, would, I wouldn't I would say Enoch or any of us would be the first ones to actually bring that change. No, I mean, today your consumers are on mobiles and using mobile technology even be- and your consumers were trained by other industries. I mean, if you look at the government of Dubai today, I think they're one of the most forward tech-savvy uh, government anywhere globally. And that is sort of brought that need for us to also keep pace, if not be also a trendsetter in the space. And it was a big challenge for us because at the time it was, you know, techno- one, one, one is getting technology and the other is changing mindset. And uh, we had to adapt as an organization uh, of course, there was a lot of techni- technical enhancements. Uh, ordering stuff on the app, no, not today. We don't. We don't. We don't really. We haven't gotten to that stage yet. But 
are we working and will we be launching that pretty soon yes of course that is it's so then was it also like the first digital project where you could gather customer data so before you didn't know who was buying so we had a very interesting product which we launched i think way before my time and i think uh, a, a, that has set a benchmark for many other companies uh, today we had something called vip it stood for vehicle identification pass and what it basically was and is today is uh, a tag that is put on your fueling uh, you know the side of your car where you actually yeah. fuel yeah and uh, our fuel pumps had nozzles which would identify the consumer and you could top up your account yeah. and uh, go through with a cashless transaction so yes we identified the car way before and uh, the car was linked to a consumer's account Okay, right? So you could actually top your car up, forget your wallet at home, drive to any Eno gas station, he would open your car. But but before you started, before you came coming in and loyalty obviously is like a very digital uh, infrastructure. How many people took care about like digital identification process like the VIP stuff or Newsletter are you, are you campaign. Are talking about customer adaptation? Yeah, it's like it's you. It's like uh, just checking on your website. It's like nine thousand employees. So how many of those employees were focusing on like customer focus? Not. I mean, saying when you're saying nine thousand employees, that's across the entire board, right? But if you looked at uh, the downstream side, I mean, let's say our retail network, VIP start picked up space, especially in the fleet side. So you know, wherever you had fleet and corporate accounts. It became the easiest thing to do. You could actually create a company and uh, have a th all your drivers. You know, it could be Dubai Taxi or Uber, but Uber today is more individual. So you had a B 2 C and a B 2 B variant. The adaptation, uh, let's say, it, the conversion on the B 2 C side at the time was comparatively small, of course, because you know people didn't know what it was. Uh, did it make sense, or should I just tap my car? No, why do I need to get a tag in my car? But It was the fleets that actually picked it up because for them it made their life easy, right? You didn't you didn't have to give physical cards to your drivers saying, "Oh, this is your corporate fueling card," and then you know reconcile and all of it. But then uh, VIP once you actually experience that product, and which I I happen to get because I work for Enoch. Uh, I think for me personally, I think it was the best non-loyalty loyalty program that we would have ever had, as because once you're a VIP customer, trust me, you would not leave. And go fuel anywhere else. But can you can you share a bit more, like on the on the competitive landscape? So is there like, I mean, twenty twenty uh, other gas station companies competing for the same no, customer so here? It's it's not, and which is, I mean, we've been fortunate about it. Uh, but again, uh, it's changed now. So yes, we've got the Abu Dhabi National Oil Company that's Adnok, uh, which is now f fairly aggressive in uh, Dubai and the Northern Emirates. You've got Imarat, which is the federal uh, entity. And uh, we are three entities here fighting for the same customer. But again, geographically, we're still sort of in different cities. But again, if you drive in the UAE, the distance between Abu Dhabi and Dubai can be covered in an hour. So we're very, very close to each other now. And uh, the footprint is only getting stronger and bigger. And the consumer's got a lot more choice. And... A friend of mine who's run, running a gas station in Germany told me that you know the selling gas—that's not the core business. It's like the it's 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 the grocery whatever you're selling in the store. That's where you make the money uh, from. But gas brings you the frequency. Is, gas is, is your anchor. It's absolutely true because gas is your anchor, right? Uh, gas and petrol will always be your anchor in the petrol station. Yeah. But is that going to make you the? I mean, if you look at the margin on fuel versus the margin on non-fuel, I mean, there you cannot even compare it, right? 
It's your car washes that have got the additional margins. It's your convenience store, your you know coffee that you sell in your convenience store, the food that you sell in the convenience store is where the margins are, right? And you're talking anything between you know forty to eighty percent margins on food versus very limited margins on fuel. But again, fuel is your anchor and it drives the volumes. And I mean, I, you know, your core business will always be fuel for and, a gas station. And you said already, though, um, also we are like in an oil producing geography. It's not like super cheap anymore. But does it also lead to a different, um, different, um, different cars that are that are that are bought here that are people really looking into car uh, gas consumption for car when they buy a car think, i uh, see a lot of like Nissan expensive Petrol. high, high yeah. gas consumption v8s yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so i'll tell you the middle east has always been uh, fond of cars right uh, and it's something that uh, people have always liked compare i think in comparison to europe or the us fuel is still cheaper here uh If you see a mindset, no, I mean, I wouldn't say there's been too much of a shift in terms of, uh, I've seen the number of V8s go down, uh, but uh, and people have become more cautious about the fact that uh, the fuel economy is important. Um, I mean, if you look at a lot of the Ubers today, or you look at the buy taxis as well, a lot of them have actually moved to hybrids. So hence, economy is being looked into. It's not that, yeah, it's not the same. But I mean, if you look at the Middle East car enthusiast, You would see, I think, the highest number of supercars and yeah, uh, it's crazy. Just yesterday, when we came out of a club, so there are there are cars like parked like five out of ten cars were cars like where each car I've never seen in Berlin or Hamburg like in a year. And it's like in front yeah, of every I mean, club. You it's, see, it's, it's, it surprised me when I moved. Yeah, I mean the car, the cars on the street are exciting. If you're and somebody who's a car lover, I think yeah, it's it's exciting to see a lot of these vehicles uh, on the road. And you look at the G wagons and the Mercedes, and I mean not just. I mean, these are just a few names, but uh, I think that the Brabus G wagon I've never seen in my life before. Here you see it at every hotel, and I, yes. I, I think they must sell like the whole production <laughs> into the region. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I've seen some very interesting Bugattis as well, which I have never seen anywhere else in the world. But yeah, I mean, this is a car. I would say fanatic market. People love their cars here. I mean, they. If if you walk, go into any uh, Enoch gas station, and if you go to the car wash you would see a line and people love their cars just the way, you know, uh, it's it's a hobby for them. They keep them so beautifully, you know, cleaned and uh, but, but do shining. But do supercar owners drive their supercars themselves into the car wash? I, I would say yes. Yes. So it's kind of a community thing. It is, it is. It is a community thing and it's a love for your car. You know, it's, uh, the, it's a fondness for your vehicle where you actually take care of it Uh, and it's a passion, right? So it's it's like you know, if you were a photographer, would you would you clean your camera the way and clean it and take care of it yourself? I guess yeah. And uh, it's 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 the same mindset, you know. People, I, we see the kind of traffic we have in the gas stations here, especially in the car wash, or you know, it's it's it, it amazes me. I've not seen that anywhere else. How, how many how many Enoch customers have uh, have registered for the loyalty program? I mean, I, uh, for the sake Percent, of percentage wise, for the sake of data protection, I can give you exact numbers. We're close to a million. Close to a million. I mean, if you're looking at the UAE population, which is a ten million for the whole of UAE, they, anyway, and all of them have cars. Most of them. Uh, most of them, yes, would have cars. There are people who actually, you know, let, I mean, live close to a gas station and uh, use the convenience store regularly. 
and it's and, and, ah, and this is so some, there could people without a car with the exactly with the you know, uh, you know ah. unlike and this is something very different uh, to the west or maybe even the east the convenience store here is very unique if you see the number of SKUs or the product line that we have in the convenience store versus what you would see in the west or many other places we are very elaborate and the number of SKUs are far larger uh, the what we call a convenience store here is it's very gray because our customers expect us to have everything i mean and dubai is a city like that where consumers are trained they've been spoiled mm. and uh, it the difference between a convenience store and a grocery store next to your house is very very gray so you know it's zoom could be uh, your go to uh, store if it's near your house, whether it's in a gas station and you drive or not, does not matter. You could actually be going there and picking up your essentials versus going down to, you know, let's say a bigger grocery store outside. Okay. Do, do Is there any way you're using standard online marketing tactics to gain new customers? Absolutely. Does it make sense somehow Absol for you? So traditional tactics, I don't think have died out. It does make sense. There is that, is, the, I mean, but, one but, but, is but, online, but, one is, is online and one is offline. Yeah, but but walk me through like a, a, a customer winning journey. You, you, won't, you, won't, you won't bid for the keyword uh, gas station, Dubai, that doesn't make sense. And no, then, I think a lot of it is programmatic. We would look at consumers that are looking at fuel, looking at loyalty, maybe cashback cards and so on and so forth. But other than that, you know, anybody who's looking at grocery stores and so on and so forth, you know, if you're going to a car for, uh, going to a car for market, you can probably come to a Zoom market or a Choitram as we spoke about earlier. So, I mean, uh, we we do have a lot of, uh, let's say, spend on digital. But I wouldn't say we would just do it alone as a rewards program. We would tie it in well with our convenience store, with our automotive car wash brands. We have talked about now creating a subscription model, uh, a car subscription model for car wash, a car subscription model for your car servicing. Um, and uh, a similar thing for our coffee brands uh, in Zoom, you know, where you can pick up your coffee and, uh, you know, uh, subscribe for it and uh, it becomes a destination. And that's, I think, creating that destination is very critical for us, right? But uh, it's like um, your colleague from Etnog that it's like, it's usually not a destination that is like the end of your journey. It's just like part of the journey. You'd like It's pass part of your journey, right? And I'm happy if it's part of your journey. Okay. If, if it's on your way to work and you say that I pick up my morning coffee in this Zoom store that comes on my way to work, the fact that you remember to go there every morning and we are a part of your life, we are happy with that. And on top of that, if I'm able to identify you, see your likes, see your dislikes, what are your preferences, or what do you like, which kind of coffee do you like, or maybe what is the next best thing that you would like to have with that coffee, could be a bottle of water, it could maybe, you know, a small sandwich on your way to work. I think that's where we engage with you and develop that relationship with the customer. And uh, we know that, let's say, you drive to a gas station, you probably fuel with us, you pick up your morning snack at our Zoom store, uh, can I engage with you to wash your car as well? Or can I get you to buy a car insurance mm. or change your tires? Uh, so we want to be able to kind of engage with you in at least your automotive journey and your way home on, on your way to work and back so that we do become your preferred brand of choice and uh, also offer 
other partnerships eventually, which are outside of the Enoch or let's say in our network, you know, it, uh, so that we can help you or provide a better, you know, engaging experience for you outside of the Enoch network, right? So it could be discounts and restaurants, uh, could be uh, a hotel partnership that gives you better room rates, or uh, it could simply be a co-branded credit card that we recently launched that gives you cash back and where you can convert your spends outside in retail to spends in fuel. So you can kind of reduce your fueling costs. Okay, got it. So uh, loyalty program up and running now since year, three years, very successful, million customers. So must be one of the most successful loyalty programs in the region, uh, I, I, I guess. I, I would be, I think I would be too pompous to say something like that. I'm not sure whether we are the most successful loyalty programs. I mean, there are big, I, I there are the big I boys know. here. I, in, uh, I don't know a bigger one. <laughs> no, I mean, Emirates is one of the biggest in the region. Yeah. And I think they've, they've been, a, they've set a benchmark for, yeah. uh, for reward programs. And I'm sure there are other programs that, uh, that provide a very, very great seamless experience. And we've got a lot to do. We've got a lot in terms of, um, you know, providing a more, let's say, I would say a better payment and seamless experience. So one of them being, uh, Consumers being able to actually scan a product in store, pay for it on the phone, take that product and check out. It was like a simple self-checkout model using your phone and the app without having to interact with uh, any cashier and giving a very seamless experience to the consumer. Okay. So these are things that we have been talking about and how, you know, like things like subscription, of course, but... Um, How do we use the app and technology to enhance that experience? But there are there are various challenges, you know. How, how many people are working now? You don't know, don't need to share exact numbers, just ballparks, working now for on the digital experience, customer experience side from I mean, so from, I would say if you, you know, if you look at the the marketing side, we would be uh, there are different various teams. So Auto Pro has their own brand team, and then you've got the digital teams coming in from our retail marketing side. And uh, so we would be about six, seven, or eight people looking at bra different brands overall. Um, we also work with a ton of agencies that support us in this journey. We've got uh, a loyalty provider that kind of powers our back end, and then you've got uh, a CRM stack that we uh, that, that nice. we work on as well. Okay, last question. What are the things you're looking forward to accomplish then in uh, 2023? Next big launches? Payments. Payments and uh, then you're at the right conference, I would say. Self checkout, <laughs> self checkout, uh, like like you've just explained uh, with with yes. the product. We we, we want to be able to enhance the customer journey with loyalty payments integrated into one application, and uh, making sure that the yes application is your one single go to application when you walk into fuel with us. So we want to be as relevant in the consumer's life. Uh, and give that very, very seamless experience to them. Sorry, thank you for your time and all the information on Enoch.